The Book of Romans, Chapter 1 This letter comes to you from Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called as a messenger and appointed for the service of that gospel of God, which was long ago promised by the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The gospel is centred in God's Son, a descendant of David by human genealogy, and patently marked out as the Son of God by the power of that spirit of holiness which raised him to life again from the dead. He is our Lord, Jesus Christ, from whom we received grace and our commission in his name to forward obedience to the faith in all nations. And of this great number, you are also called to belong to him. To you all in Rome then, loved of God and called to be Christ's men and women, grace and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I must begin by telling you how I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all, since the news of your faith has become known everywhere. Before God, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, I assure you that you are always in my prayers. I am constantly asking him that he will somehow make it possible for me now at long last to come to see you. I am longing to see you. I want to bring you some spiritual gift to deepen your faith, and that will mean that I shall be encouraged by you, each of us cheered by the other's faith. Then I should like you to know, my brothers, that I have long intended to come to you, but something has always prevented me. For I should like to see some results among you, as I have among other Gentiles. I feel myself under a sort of universal obligation. I owe something to all men, from cultivated Greek to ignorant savage. That is why I want, as far as my ability will carry me, to preach the gospel to you who live in Rome as well. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I see it as the very power of God working for the salvation of everyone who believes it, for the Jew first, but also for the Greek. I see in it God's plan for making men right in his sight, a process begun and continued by their faith. For as the scripture says, the righteous shall live by faith. Now the holy anger of God is disclosed from heaven against the godlessness and evil of those men who render truth dumb and impotent by their wickedness. It is not that they do not know the truth about God. Indeed, he has made it quite plain to them. For since the beginning of the world, the invisible attributes of God, e.g. his eternal power and deity, have been plainly discernible through things which he has made and which are commonly seen and known, thus leaving these men without a rag of excuse. They knew all the time that there is a God, yet they refused to acknowledge him as such or to thank him for what he is or does. Thus they became fatuous in their argumentations and plunged their silly minds still further into the dark. Behind a facade of wisdom, they became just fools, fools who had exchanged the glory of the immortal God for an image of a mortal man or of creatures that run, or fly, or crawl. They gave up God, and therefore God gave them up, to be the playthings of their own foul desires in dishonouring their own bodies. These men deliberately forfeited the truth of God and accepted a lie, paying homage and giving service to the creature instead of to the Creator, who alone is worthy to be worshipped forever and ever Amen. God therefore handed them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged the normal practices of sexual intercourse for something which is abnormal, and unnatural. Similarly, the men, turning from natural intercourse with women, were swept into lustful passions for one another. Men with men performed these shameful horrors, receiving in their own personalities the consequences of their perversity. Moreover, since they considered themselves too high and mighty to acknowledge God, he allowed them to become the slaves of their degenerate minds and to perform unmentionable deeds. They became filled with wickedness, rottenness, greed and malice. Their minds became steeped in envy, murder, quarrelsomeness, deceitfulness and spite. They became whisperers behind doors, stabbers in the back, god-haters, 
They overflowed with insolent pride and boastfulness, and their minds teemed with diabolical invention. They scoffed at duty to parents. They mocked at conscience, recognized no obligations of honor, lost all natural affection, and had no use for mercy. More than this, being well aware of God's pronouncement that all who do these things deserve to die, they not only continued their own practices, but did not hesitate to give their thorough approval to others who did the same.